Welcome, everybody, back to Friar Talk. We are going live on a Thursday night. If you guys haven't really gotten what, how we've changed up the show lately, we've just been doing two live streams a week, longer streams for people on podcasts. That's the only thing they're getting right now. They're basically getting two a week. And then everyone else, we've been clipping the segments. So I feel like some of you guys have been probably rewatching some of the segments. But that's what we've basically been doing for right now. Um, I don't know what we're going to do when the season starts, but this is just the easiest way with our schedules to kind of operate the show. But it's been fun. Uh, I enjoy doing the lives more because we're just kind of talking about random stuff besides a couple pre-planned segments. Um, so I personally like it like that a little bit, but it's been fun. So we came live on Monday. We we're talking about a couple outfield options just because right now there's not a lot going on with, you know, with the Padres. So there's a couple rumors right now, um, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Both Johnny Cueto and Pablo Lopez have had been very linked to the Padres, especially Cueto. That one seems like it's the most kind of important right now. Um, and then also we'll bring up uh, an Aroldis Chapman rumor, which I don't know if we even believe, but we'll touch up on that for a couple minutes after that. But that's kind of all we have today, just because there's not a, a ton going on. So if you guys do end up having a couple questions or anything that you want to discuss in the in the show, let us know as well. Um, but with that said, Isaac. Johnny Cueto, that's the guy that seems like is probably the next piece for the Padres. We talked about Jerickson Profar. We talked about some other options that they have. They could potentially trade for an arm, but it does seem like they really, really want Johnny Cueto. Do you like the idea of them bringing him in? Definitely, definitely. I, I, I mean, like Cueto is not anything crazy. You know, it's not. It's probably not what we expected this offseason. I'm sure a lot of you guys maybe expected Radon or Yavaldi, you know, something like that, but. We we ended up getting Bogarts knowing, all right, we still need another starting pitcher. And how that was going to get done, whether through the trade, whether it's Johnny Cueto, whatever it was, I'm confident in in what AJ Preller is trying to do. Um, Johnny Cueto is a good option, though. Last year he threw 158 innings. Um, he's a perfectly capable fourth or fifth starter. He had a, what, a 3.35 ERA last year. He's not going to strike out a lot of guys, but he's going to create a lot of soft contact and is that what you really want in 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 the current state of the MLB? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to age, how he's going to age. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. But if you're willing to kind of take a, a little bit of a risk knowing you do need that depth anyway, you probably go get Johnny Cueto. Hope he gets another 150-plus innings out of hope you Hope you get another 50-plus, 150-plus innings out of him. Um, you're probably not going to get a three through five ERA. That's kind of unlikely, but wouldn't you be happy with like a high three, low four ERA for a guy that's going to be what 37 to start the season and as your four or five starter? And let's say you sign him right, you get Cueto, you don't give up any any pieces, you save those for the trade deadline, you reevaluate at the trade deadline. If it didn't work, oh well, you're probably still over 500 still competing for a playoff spot and that's going to be the goal for the Padres I mean you want to win the division I'm thinking right now this is like a 92 93 win team maybe 94 adding two guys that I mean was Andrew Bogarts probably had like five or six war last year Fernando had a seven the year before um you're probably a 94 win team right now hopefully but you also lost a, a bunch, a bunch of pitching depth. And we saw in 2021 how pitching depth really, really killed us. And that's where Johnny Cueto comes in. That's where Seth Lugo comes in. That's where, you know, hopefully other guys too, because I don't I don't think we can just get Cueto and be satisfied. I think we might need one more guy. 
and they'll probably look into the triple, you know, into triple A arms, Jake Groom, Ryan Weathers, maybe to try and get some extended innings out of Adrian Morajon. Um, but whatever they do, I mean, I, I trust the process. So I like the idea of getting Cueto. I, I do. I mean, 158 innings out of a guy that's 37, that's probably going to cost you, what do you think, around 8 to 10 million, maybe a little more. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because then you have pieces to save at the trade down. Let's say the Brewers aren't competing. Oh, hey, Corbin Burns just became available. Uh, Woodruff just became available. Or I don't know, whatever big pitcher on the market might become available. Nobody thought Juan Soto was going to become available um, when the season started. So, I mean, hey, you, you really never know what's going to become available. So if you save your prospects for until then, you're, you're, you're looking pretty good. We know AJ's not, not scared to make a trade at the deadline, but... You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we made one before the season started either for kind of a lower tier guy. I think I said it a while back when we were talking about, like, I think it was post Seth Lugo, I want to say. It's like, okay, you bring in Seth Lugo. And I said, I think that I think that they might be done for the offseason. Like, going in the spring training, I think this might be what they rock with. I'd feel a lot better about it if you add in Cueto. But I still think that at any point from now until a trade deadline, they might try to trade for another ace. Like that might, I think that's probably what they're thinking. Now the problem is, and Isaac, I think we were talking about this, you know, if the Marlins were to sign Cueto, all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, the Potters, the, they got the Potters on the ropes almost. <laughs> like if the Potters have an injury, like then they're stuck. And it's like the Marlins <clears> are sitting there like, oh, you want to trade with us? Yeah, you can have someone, but like, you're going to have to give up more than you thought you were going to have to give up. Um, so I think it's interesting, like where they're at in terms of Johnny Cueto, the player, I actually really like him. Like, I like that fit. Um, I'm thinking of the last time I saw him, dude, the last time I saw Cueto pitch, I, I think this is at least was the time when he got completely rocked against us. Do you remember that? I didn't watch him at all last year, really. And he uh, got destroyed. It was like eight runs in two innings when he was yeah, on the Giants. I, I didn't get to watch him too much, uh, this year. Cause he was with the White Sox, but got to yeah. watch him a bunch with the Giants um i don't i don't know if i I don't know if i remember that game but it's just always fun watching him pitch because of his i mean he gives so much deception on the mound with his with his deliveries and his uh his change of velocities that it's it's honestly really fun to watch like yeah he's gotten older but like i said last year he had like a like a three three five or three five some era something like that and i think one of the years before he was around a four whether it be 2021 or 2019 i forgot which one but uh, last I mean, year he had a uh, last year he had just over a four, under yeah. a little under a four one. But he only he pitched 114 innings, so not like too long. Nothing crazy. I mean, yeah. I I would be happy with that kind of ERA if he's giving you know 150 some plus innings, like last yeah, year. Yeah, that's the only thing that I wonder because in 2018 and 2019 he was banged up. He's 36 years old, but yeah. he has kind of a like a pretty like. I don't know, like you get all the different movements. He throws a fastball cutter slider and a changeup. So you're getting the ball, like it's moving in a lot of different directions, which I like. Where like a lot of guys you see, like it's like similar pitches. They're all kind of like based off the same movement. I feel like that's what's kind of kept his career alive is like, you know, just playing well, having good command. He has great command. He doesn't really walk many guys. Uh, You brought that his strikeout rate's low and it's not really like great for today's game. But we were talking about this before when we briefly mentioned Cueto, but he's a guy like, you don't really want you don't want him pitching as your four in the playoffs. However, if he's on your staff all year, like that's a pretty good guy. If he can get you hundred, dude, even hundred twenty innings would be nice. Like that's solid. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So 
I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of bringing him in. Uh, if you look at his baseball savant, his strikeout rate, eight percentile, his walk rate, 88 percentile. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, Stop. pretty good in the hard hit column. What does that sound like? That sounds like a huge, like a hugely successful season in San Diego. That's what that sounds like to me. Because you see, like guys that just if, if you don't allow like that crazy hard contact, you look at the defense that's gonna be the, the infield defense right now. That's yeah, that's pretty that's nice. Maybe the top defense in the league and in, like infield wise, right? Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. is there someone honestly I haven't really thought about that? Is there someone better defensively in terms of infielders right now? I don't really know. I mean, I feel like people would say, and it just depends on the person, whether you look at last year or the year before, but people would say Xander Bogarts might be a weak, a weak point at shortstop, but I'm pretty sure he's either coming off a gold glove or a really, really good defensive season. I mean, he made a lot of strides this past off season um, to improve on defense, and it definitely showed over there in Boston. So, I mean, shoot, if he's bringing that over to San Diego, you legit might have the best defensive um, infield in all of baseball. I mean, play perennial platinum glove contender Manny Machado um Xander Bogart's off his best defensive season Haseon Kim is consistently being brought up at least for a gold glove and won many gold gloves in the KBO Jay Cronenworth I feel like I, I saw this tweet earlier and it said it was like a baseball savant page not page but like you know how it says the what it says up top and then the percentile and it said underrated 100 percentile bro that is Jake Cronenworth I firmly believe that is Jake Cronenworth. His defense doesn't get talked about enough. I mean, those streaks he has where he goes super hot doesn't get talked talked about enough. I mean, Jake Cronenworth feels like like he he plays like a Gold Glover and he doesn't get brought up enough. So, I definitely think you can make an argument that the def- the infield defense might be one of the best in all of baseball, if not the best. Yeah, and I I think one thing that's interesting about that too is, okay, I was thinking about this the other day because I was like. I was just, I was like sitting in bed or something. I was thinking like, damn, Fernando Tatis is really not going to ever play shortstop again. Cause I was thinking about it and I was like, think about how much better he'd be without Hosmer at first and with Cronenworth. And then I started thinking about Cronenworth's defense. And do you remember when Cronenworth was playing a little bit of first? I think it was last season, I want to say. Yeah, it was a little bit last season. And people were like, ah, like, can't really pick the ball and stuff. And it's like, Dude, he got like subbed in like mid-season, not playing on, his position, yeah. it, and he still looked good. Like, so I don't think I think Cronenworth is going to have a pretty big year. Like, in terms of power, his numbers should go up. He has way more lineup protection, and in terms of defense, he's going to be really good at first. He's not super like lanky, so like he's not going to have like the crazy stretches that you see some of like the lot like bigger guys have. But he's going to be really good. Like, he's not going to make many errors. He's going to pick the ball. He's I mean, just like you, how he plays second. Like, he just makes play after play after play and, and rarely has any mistakes. So, I think that's something that's going to be kind of underrated for any guy. And, and especially a guy like like Cueto, for instance, where it's like he's there's going to be a lot of contact on him. That's fine. That's going to be completely fine for the Padres if if they get Cueto and he doesn't strike out many guys. Like, that, I don't think that's going to be a big deal. So, I, I do like the idea of bringing in Cueto. But a- anything else on him that you're kind of thinking of? No, man. I mean, I, I also just think he fits – the Padres culture and, and I mean he's a fun super fun guy the Padres like having a lot of fun so I, I think he's a perfect fit for the Padres and um yeah I'd, I'd be excited to have him like I I mean we both brought it up he doesn't strike out a lot of guys but I definitely think that that uh you know if his stuff plays still at, at his age he can be a pretty useful um 
pitcher for the Padres. It's not like we're asking him to pitch any major innings. Like, you know, throw him out there against the the, the Rockies or, you know, any of the crappy teams that are out there. And, and you can expect a decent outing out of him. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see where Cueto goes because if he comes to us, then we probably still need pitching, but not as bad as we did at one point. And if he goes to the Marlins... We might we might get fleeced. <laughs> no, it could happen. It could happen. Okay, so I see I see a bunch of stuff, and we are going to talk about Pablo Pablo Lopez next. But I see a lot of people are bringing up Roldis Chapman. I said we we're gonna we we're gonna bring him up a little bit, but it's a hard no from you, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's just, dude. Okay, he's trash. Like, <laughs> like he's also not a good human, but. On top of that, he's trash. <laughs> like, I, I I, don't know how many times I've seen videos of this dude like, oh, he just walked the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. You know, stuff like that. I mean, I'm going to pull up the numbers right now just so. But, but really, I do think he's trash. So technically, he was an all-star in 2021. But I believe it was oh, the second half of 2021. He fell off. And then 2022, he was horrible. Yeah. But this is what I texted. We were texting about it earlier. I said, it feels like like AJ Preller is just thinking like, imagine if we get Chapman. We already have Hater. Imagine if we get Chapman. We fix Chapman. And Pomeranz is healthy. He's thinking that. That's what he's thinking in his head. However... It's not going to work. Chapman's washed, dude. Chapman yeah. is like definitely washed in my opinion. He's what? He's 34. He doesn't like he doesn't throw as hard. He's just not the same guy. So I have I have no interest in bringing in Chapman either. Like uh, yeah. I mean, you the brought bullpen's in great. Point. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is that like the bullpen's fine. It's not in a position where you need to go get somebody like Chapman. You're right. In 2021, I mean, let, let's be real. Like you look at the Savant page, the velocity is not going to go anywhere. You look at 2022, it's all red. But the velocity, the spin, it wasn't going to go anywhere. The hard hit percentage in 2021 was 36 percentile. The barrel percentage, first percent, one percentile, first percentile. Based on ball percentage, horrible. The first percentile. He walks so many guys. Like, I don't know. I feel like also Rollis Chapman and Josh Hader are two very similar i mean they're both closers first off they're both lefty closers high velocity they're pretty similar i don't really feel like you need you need him not only that but he's been in the news for many 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 bad things so um i'm curious to see i I mean that's the thing is that it's just rumors like you see Bayerga, he he's saying the Dodgers and the Padres both offered two-year contracts. I saw someone else say they didn't, neither of those teams offered him a contract. He had an open tryout and there was only like a team or two there. That's, that's what I've seen. But I mean, I don't, I don't know what to believe, but personally, if this is true, I'd rather not see him in a Padre uniform. Um, That's just me though. Nah, I'm there with you. And I see I see career in the chat. You're saying that we could get him cheap and he could kind of be like a buy low kind of candidate. You're getting him cheap for a reason. That's yeah. the thing. Like you're getting him cheap because he's looked awful. I don't I don't know if you would want him to be your setup guy. Like I think if they even if they brought him in, it would be like almost like a spring invite type thing. But they're talking about a two year deal. That's not the same thing. That's not a 
spring invite. That's not like a, oh, we signed this guy and like he might make the roster, he might not. That's like a, oh, we're investing in Rolls Chapman. I don't really think that makes much sense. Yeah, I, I like I like Hater way more than Chapman yeah, too. I see course. Devin says that. Look, and, and I don't think Hater, I don't think like Hater was broken. I think he was, well, he was like kind of broken at the time, but it, like it's different than Chapman, right? Like, no, Hater was just trying to, I feel like Hater was just trying to adapt. And he had been with the Brewers for so long and like he had been through kind of a lot in that little time period where I feel like it was just him needing to adapt, you know? And he definitely, the way he, he adapted so fast, I, I definitely applaud him for that. But realistically, let's say Pomeranz is healthy, Suarez is healthy, shoot, Martinez down the road probably isn't going to be a starter, I would assume, Let's even in the playoffs maybe. What role would does Chapman have? I mean, Suarez fits the setup role. Pomeranz could probably fit a setup role or a seventh inning role. Um, Luis Garcia, Luis Garcia, is he still with us? Yes, yeah. right. Luis Garcia is better than him. He's a lot another, better than last year. Yeah, another setup guy. Like we have guys that already fill this role. It's not like we really need need another guy to fill a role that we don't. I mean, we have too many guys to fill that role. The bullpen's fine. Adrian Morahone, Tim Hill, Josh Hader. Um, Drew Pomeranz, you guys know, notice I just mentioned four lefties. What do we need another lefty for? We don't. So it, it, it really, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's kind of funny because, like, a couple years ago, it's like Potters have no lefties in the bullpen. Like, they need to add a lefty. Yeah, like, they need yeah, a lefty yeah. bat. Or, like, was that, I guess it was more last year, even too. For, for the last couple years, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think Chapman makes much sense. I feel like the, and I feel like that's not really. AJ Brothers, I guess nah. I say that, but then he did get hater. So it's like, uh, that's kind of the same. It's a similar like timeline, I guess. Like you're buying low on the guy and he's like a similar kind of mold of a pitcher. But yeah. I don't I don't think that's the guy he wants. Like I think they wanted hater because they were like, We think hater's like a top guy. Like you're not you're not signing Chapman like that. Like you're you're deciding yeah. Chapman as like a reclamation project. A reclamation project, yes. Which isn't the worst thing in the world, but I don't know. I, I think there's better guys to sign. I think there's other guys that also like. I would just rather have Adrian Moore hone pitch innings. Exactly. Would you rather see? Would you rather see him out there? Like, yeah, and and he's a damn good. I mean, we've seen glimpses of it. Like, yeah, he's off of Tommy John, but he's a damn good pitcher when he's you know when he's on when he's feeling good, and with a whole nother offseason to feel good. I mean, I'm pretty confident he's gonna be able. A, damn good pitcher i mean we might even have to look at him for starter innings like i'm not saying he's going to be a starter full-time or anything like that but if we need starter type innings yeah you're gonna have to go in there you might have to throw three or four innings um but yeah man i mean if 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 what's being said about the potter not wanting to pass that next ledger luxury tax threshold why are you gonna get you, you shouldn't waste the money on a role this chapman like yes i know Everybody get loves, the, yeah, exactly. Get Profar, get Quato, exactly. Like everybody <laughs> likes the reclamation project. Everybody loves that. Oh, well, if you buy low, maybe you'll do this out of him. Maybe you'll get this out of him. Maybe you'll get that out of him, right? But it's got to be the right player. This, I don't know. I don't think this is the right player. No, I'm there with you. I would way rather see Profar. I, I would. I think that also just helps the team more too. Like, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Pablo Lopez. Well, you had, you had oh, something yeah. first? We uh, I'll talk about it later. Let's talk about Pablo okay. Lopez. So Pablo Lopez, uh, like a, maybe about a week ago, he was mentioned as a guy that the Padres could be interested in, could be kind of rumored to go after. And then it, would all, it was also kind of thought that 
the Marlins might be viewing him less than a lot of their other guys that we initially thought like Lazardo, like Lazardo, for instance, like that he would be worth more in a trade, right? Yeah. But Pablo Lopez doesn't have as much control. Coming off of kind of a bad second half, dude, I like the idea of bringing him in. Like, I don't think it's going to end up working out, but I do think that that would be a really good pickup. And I think Pablo Lopez is an extremely underrated piece. Dude, I mean, yeah, Pablo Lopez, you guys probably know, like, that's not my first my first choice when it comes to the Marlins pitchers. I, I'm not the biggest Pablo Lopez advocate, but in terms of what the Padres need, he fits the mold more than perfect. I mean, I've been saying, yeah, you know, um, Johnny Cueto is a guy that you can plug into the four or five spot, feel somewhat confident because hopefully you can, you know, hopefully you can get 125 to 150 innings, something like that. Wait until the deadline, then, you know, kind of reevaluate. With Pablo Lopez, you're kind of already maybe not set for the season. You still need some depth. Like that's one thing that's not being emphasized enough is that not only do we need another starter, but we need more depth because two times in a row. And yeah, you can say, you know, 60 game, 60 game season, blah, blah, blah. Not a real. Yeah, it wasn't a real postseason. But at the time, yeah, it was a real postseason. And we had no pitching. 2021. Um, who gets injured? Chris Paddock got injured. Um, Blake Snell got injured down the road. You Darvish was pitching through an injury and we had zero depth. We had to start Craig Stammen. Let me repeat myself. We had to start Craig Stammen. We had to start Ryan Weathers. I mean, we were, we were fighting for our lives (laughs) in terms of the pitching rotation down the road. Last year, we were really lucky because You saw Manaya pitch like 25 plus games. You saw Musgrove pitch 25 plus games. Darvish, same thing. Snell, same thing. And even, I mean, Mackenzie Gore was making all of his starts. You even got 20 plus from Mike Clevenger. So you were really lucky. You probably will not get that lucky again. The odds of getting that lucky again, especially because you Darvish is older, um, Joe Musgrove hasn't gotten an injury. Blake Snell, I mean, he he's some happened in his groin. Nick Martinez hasn't pitched ma- many starter innings. Seth Lugo hasn't pitched many starter innings. Like, you really, really need depth. But going back to Pablo Lopez, he 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 would be a great add because you're not asking him to be a one. You're not asking him to be a two. You're not even asking him to be a three. You got you Darvish, Blake Snell, and Joe Musgrove right there. Those three beat beat Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, and Chris Bassett. So they're a damn good three. They, they match up with any top three in, in baseball. So now you're asking to be a four. You're getting a guy that's what? a Career. What's his career ERA? Less than a three eight. It's like a three something, like three seven. I don't know. Um, Matt, Matt will probably pull it up right now. But he's got good stuff. He showed good stuff in Miami. I mean. He probably will cost a lot less than Ed, than uh, Cabrera and Luzardo because of the year, the amount of control. Pablo Lopez, two years of control. The others, what six, five, six. It's going to be very hard to acquire the other ones. You're you're going to have to give up a good amount, a decent amount of prospect capital. And I don't really know if the Padres want to do that right now. I mean, you never know with AJ Preller. That's kind of going to be the big thing throughout. Every Padre thing you watch, you never know with AJ Preller. But um, Pablo Lopez would be a good ad man. I mean, a guy that 
kind of found his stride last year. He was really, really good in April, March and April, you know, obviously late March and then all throughout April. The rest of the season, you kind of saw him pitch to his average numbers, but even his average numbers are pretty good. So as a number four, I don't know what you would have to give up for him. I can imagine it's one of Hassan Kim, Trent Grisham, something like that. Um, but remember, the Padres gave up, what was it? Yuri Beal, Angelus, and I forgot the other dude for Sean Manaya. So you probably have to give up a little more than that for two years of control. So it might not be as bad as we think. That's and, also the A's, honestly, though. Yeah. I would also say, though, like, so you brought up Lazardo. Like, the difference with Pablo Lopez and Lazardo is Pablo Lopez pitches a lot of innings. Lazardo hasn't. Like, I feel like. It's kind of crazy to me that Paulo Lopez is being talked about like, and Isaac, I don't even think you're wrong, but you're talking about him like, oh, like, you know, like a Shamanaya deal. But that's how it's being discussed right now. Like, like more than that, but not by that much, which to me is insane. Cause like, so his, you asked me what his career era is. His career era is barely under a four. It's a three, nine, four. However, first year in the league, he had a, over a four. And then second year in the league, he pitched 111 innings and he had over a five ERA. And then over the last two, he's had he barely had over a three in 2021. And then in 2022, he had a three seven. But remember, his first half of the year was like ridiculous. And then he was kind of like, I don't know if he was hurt or what was happening, but he's kind of a little bit up and down in the second half. Also, he played for the Marlins. None of the games mattered in the second half. Like, I do think that has an impact for how you perform, no matter what. Like, sorry, if you're playing non competitive baseball for four months, like, that's going to get to you, right? That's going to be like mentally draining. So, if you plug him into the Padres, he's a four starter. He's playing for a contending. I, I don't know, dude. I think he would be good. I think he you get mid three ERA. He pitched 150 plus innings for you for two years. He might look to be a guy that you extend after two years. The Padres need guys with control. He's what? I think he's 27. Let me double check. He's 26. Dude, he's 26. I think Lazardo's is Lazardo older than him? No, Lazardo's 25. Yeah. So like the same age. Like, I don't know, dude. I, I really like the idea of bringing in Pablo Lopez. I feel like the thought for the Padres is we're going to go get Cueto because we don't have to trade for him. I think if they miss on Cueto, I think they're going to turn over to Pablo Lopez because that's also what the Padres seem to do, which is, I think is always kind of weird, where they're like, we want this guy. He's off the table. Okay, we want this guy. Like we started this offseason with Trey Turner. Was, oh, the Padres want Trey Turner. Oh, they didn't get him? Okay, they're going to Xander Bogarts, which I, I don't know. I think that's funny, but I feel like Paulo Lopez could, if they don't get Cueto, if they strike out and they don't land Cueto, who is it? The Marlins? Oh, shit. Okay, so then, oh, then they're then they're definitely getting Paulo Lopez. Yeah, so it's just yeah, a yeah. race to, to see who gets Cueto. We're gonna have to trade for one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. What was I gonna say I, I had something on my mind. Damn it. Um, but uh, Pablo Lopez makes a lot of sense in the, in the way that. Yeah, you're going to get two years out of him. He's 26 years old. I feel like, I mean, everybody talks about Ruben Yevla. And I was going to say, he doesn't get enough talk throughout the league for how well of a, a job he did last year. I mean, he was able – you, Darvish, had an amazing year under him. Blake Snell had a really good bounce-back second half. Joe Musgrove had a really good year. Sean Manaya, yeah, he didn't good, look good throughout the year, but he admitted himself. He got lazy through – well, after July, he said he got lazy and he wasn't – I don't know what happened with him, but um, apparently he got lazy and uh, 
he wasn't pitching like himself. And so now he's going to the Giants and he's probably going to pitch pretty damn good because he's not going to be lazy anymore. Um, Mike Clevenger was dealing with a really apparently he was dealing with a really bad knee problem. So he wasn't really able to be himself throughout the season. Um, but he pitched pretty good for, you know, the little stint that he was healthy. Uh, Nick Martinez pitched pretty good. Mackenzie Gore looked good. I mean, every he had everybody looking good at one point. So if you can get somebody like Lopez, you get him with Shamanai, you hopefully get a 3-5 ERA. And the thing with, you know, um, Lopez, Cueto, all these guys, I feel like even if they get one, they're not going to – I don't feel like they're going to stop. I really think they want to at some point in the season, whether uh, probably at the beginning, some point at the beginning, I really think they want to do a six-man rotation again because it worked beautifully last year. And maybe that's because you had so much depth. Uh, not many teams can afford the luxury of having of going with a six-man rotation. Um, shoot, me, we might not even have the luxury of being able to do that next year. But if they keep piling on the depth, they'll be able to do it. Um, and that's why Lopez makes sense, or even you know some other guys. I've seen like Tanner Hook. Um, shoot, everybody talks about Cabrera and Lazardo. Um, but we'll, I mean, we probably will have to go through. The pitching market and see like what other possible trade options are there because aj doesn't really go to the guys that we expect sean Manaya we didn't expect i don't remember expecting darvish or snell or even musgrove so there's always a guy Definitely that's on the not. market yeah right i mean i don't remember um so there's always a guy that's out there that we don't know is available that apparently is available yeah i remember when darvish got traded for us like what like it was so random and it was like you darvish like because you dar i mean you darvish is a name yeah, uh, yeah Blake Snell, definitely. a name like they went after a couple guys and then it was like oh they also got musgrove and yeah. that was a crazy one mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i i like the the way the six they they use the six-man rotation too and it's also like when we talk about a six-man rotation we don't mean they need to be in a six-man rotation all year no 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 you go through the ebbs and flows of the season and when there's a bunch of games and there's you know you you play 14, 14 games in 15 days, stuff like yeah. that. Then yeah. then you go through it. And the way that they operated through that was really good. And last year, the other thing is too is, I think you mentioned this when we started talking. I don't know if it was, I think it was when we started talking about Lopez, not uh, Cueto, but either way, adding depth. You're talking about how the Padres kind of got lucky in a way that no one got hurt. Mm-hmm. People did get hurt last year. Mm-hmm. But early on, there was so much depth that it helped them. Now, they didn't get hurt at the end of the year. And that was the difference in 2021 is everyone just fell off a cliff and that's where they did get lucky. But at the beginning of the year, when you kind of were operating with all that depth um, with a, with a bunch of arms that could start or at least get stretched out for a while, it worked really well. And then a lot of your guys like Blake Snell, like you Darvish, I mean, at least I felt like, I felt like they, they were, but I feel like they had like their, their best stuff come postseason. Oh, maybe dude. maybe Musgrove and Darvish were a little bit more like drained, but they didn't look like they were falling off or anything. I mean, we saw Musgrove was pumping so much they thought he was cheating, dude. Like, yeah, like these guys, they were good. They were they weren't fatigued come the end of the season, which I think is a huge thing, especially if you're trying to win a championship, not just like get through the season. It's like you want to get through the season, but also be good come October and be ready to go. Um, could we see even a lot of these aces come out in the postseason? They don't like look like themselves even like they don't look like they did a couple months before. So I, I think that's a big thing. And I, I think I'm with you. I, I think it's going to be one or the other and that's wh- who they're going to go in with. But also said, I don't, I think they're like, okay, right now. I just think it's kind of like, 
you got you just keep getting better and better and better. And the Padres are projected to be like a top three team next year. So mm-hmm. it's worth it to keep getting better and better and better and do as much as you can to keep, you know, extending the gap between you and the teams below you and really just, you know, be a top tier team, be a better team on paper against the Mets. Cause everyone has the Mets on paper as well. They're so good. Dude, the Mets are the most injury prone team in the That's league. Good, They're man. like, yeah. Oh, so, and if they sign Correa, it's like, well, Correa is not getting signed for a reason guys. Like, Obviously, it seemed like the Giants... Okay, it's funny because when we were talking about Correa a little bit, and I, I guess we can switch over. Real quick, anything else on Pablo Lopez? Because I do want to talk about Correa. <laughs> uh, no, nothing much on Pablo Lopez, man. I mean, he would be a great acquisition. Um, one thing, the Padres' starting rotation currently has you Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, Nick Martinez, and Seth Lugo probably as their one through five. Four, four righties, one lefty. So there could be a lefty market, a lefty arm that we don't know of that's on the market that AJ's probably trying to go after. We'll probably have to look into that. But um, yeah, I mean, Lopez is definitely no matter what. I don't care if it's a righty or a lefty. We just need another pitcher. Yeah. All right. So we were talking about Correa. And I remember when he didn't sign with the Giants, we were like, dude, the Giants totally fucked that up. Like they oh, completely yeah. butchered yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's that's not what the case is. Clearly, there's something wrong. Because is he going to sign with the Mets? It's like not for sure, right? Because they're like, oh, we don't really know about this now. And it makes sense because the deal last year with the Twins didn't it seem weird that he signed that? Like it was like, why did Correa sign a one yeah, year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems super strange. It's all kind of starting to come together now. So I have really no idea what's going to happen to him. But I just find that very strange. It's like. I mean, this is football, but it's like, you remember when like guys like Jay Ajay, remember when it was like, Jay Ajay is going to be a first round pick. And it was like, oh, Jay Ajay has no knees. <laughs> oh, And yeah, then he got, yeah, well, and he was a stud for like two, three years and he was done. Like it's yeah, really yeah. quick. Same that's thing it. How it feels like they're, it's, yeah, Todd Gurley. That's a great one. It feels like there's yeah. something like that with him. And I don't know. Do, do you know like what it is? Like the specific injury? No, nah, no clue. Well, apparently it was something that happened in his minor, minor league or early career. Um, and then apparently he might have re-injured it again last year at some point in the season. But there's another team involved. Apparently, another team jumped in, and Correa's camp has been talking with another team other than the Mets. So it's it's really complicated what's going on. And you keep hearing, you know, the the deal is not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same exact deal that the Mets gave him. It's going to be like you know, tinkered a little bit, and. It's so weird, man, because that's such a good player. Like, that injury hasn't held him out at any point of the past two seasons, I feel like. Um, that is a really good player. That is a player you definitely want on your team. And I understand, you know, giving him a, a really big contract, a long contract, it might not pay off in the end, but I don't know. That's not – it's not my money. Um, uh, it, it, for the Mets, it kind of makes a lot of sense just because they, they could use another bat in their lineup. Like, I know you look at the money that they invested into their team and you think, oh, man, this has got to be the best team in baseball. Bro, it is the almost exact same team. It's just different names slid into a spot that was occupied by somebody just as good as them. I don't think Kodai Senga is going to be just as good as Chris Bassett. But, um, yeah, the, the Mets could use him, and I don't know what the contract for him is going to look like. I'd imagine it goes down 
a couple years, maybe the same AAV, but it probably won't be a, a double digit year type deal because now this is the second team that's had a concern over it. I know teams last year had concerns over some medicals. I mean, two straight years where where you're having concerns over medicals, teams are going to be wary of, of you know what's going on. And um, I can't imagine the team investing multiple years into him. Yeah, I don't think the Potters are going to be in the market either. Like, no, definitely not. <laughs> as you know, we have a couple short stops hanging around. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it is it is a little bit weird. I I also see this, and I I think we're probably gonna wrap up after this because I don't really have anything else besides this. But this is an interesting one, and the only reason I bring this up is because I was talking to my roommate, who's a Dodgers fan, about this the other day, and he was this was his take, and I said no, you're wrong. I said no, you're wrong. They're gonna go after him. So loans by Sean says no chance we get Otani and keep Manny slash Soto. I'd rather have Manny and Soto than than Otani. Maybe it's a bold statement to say you'd rather have anyone than Otani, but you're saying you'd rather have both of them than Otani. That's that's true. That's that's accurate. However, I will guarantee you, I will. It is a one hundred percent chance that the Potters are going to be a one hundred percenter. They and who else? Someone, someone over here said this. Oh yeah, Wolfpack. He says heard AJ had a screensaver of Otani on his cell phone. I wouldn't be surprised, dude. It, AJ. I mean, they went after Otani. Dude, he loves so, Otani, bro. But when we talk about Otani, you remember who the three teams were last time around, right? The three finalists. I don't. The Angels, of course. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers and the Padres. The Those were the other ones. Those were the final three teams. And I guess maybe the Yankees, but I don't really think that... Like, most guys that are... Like, most of the Japanese players have already said, like, they don't really want to be that far because it's super far. Where if you're on the West Coast and you look at, like, where a lot of guys have signed, they typically sign on the West Coast. So it seems like he would rather be in california well i have a feeling it's probably going to be the same three teams some people bring up the giants in that too but dude the giants just struck out like they had the worst off season like in terms of like going after the big fish it was just like and i don't think they're like gonna be bad or anything like i think they're gonna be all right or whatever but like they couldn't land them like i i think that we're gonna go after otani are we gonna land otani i don't know i don't know but we're going to be in it. And yeah. based on this offseason, would you be surprised if the Padres offer Otani the most money? I certainly wouldn't. I don't think they care, dude. I really don't think they care. Seidler has basically said, like, and if you listen to, like, what, how he talks about it, he's like, yeah, like, we'll keep spending. Like, what do you mean? And then guess what he does? He keeps spending. Every single year, the Padres have dropped, what is it, nine figures? Nine figures at least every single year (laughs) for like six years in a row. Because if you go, if you keep going back, you go way back and you're going to find Eric Cosner and be like, oh, God. But even before that, they were signing prospects for a ton of money and they kept breaking all the records on deals. So it's not like they haven't spent the same. I feel like they view it like most people view it as like, oh, this is your like your salary for your team. I don't think that's how they view it. And maybe this is maybe I'm completely wrong here. I feel like they view it as. We made this much revenue last year. I, I made this much money. I'm completely putting into this player, into this offseason. Where it's almost like you're you know, you gain money during the season with all with all of us buying tickets, jerseys, everything like that, right? And then they're like, okay, well, we made this amount of money in profit. Let's reinvest it. And and that's what they've been doing. Cause that's what they do. Like that's what they've done each season. So if they're like if Otani's like, yeah, I want five hundred mil over ten years, I think they're gonna be like, 
bet we'll give you 550 how about that i like that's honestly how i feel they're gonna approach it i'm not those yeah. are those are hypothetical numbers yeah, like, yeah in terms of like they're gonna try to overpay to go get him because they've done that every single time and i still think yeah. they're gonna try to keep manny and i still think they're gonna tr- think they're gonna try to keep soto guess what odds are they're not gonna get every single player but they're okay. gonna keep trying to get the best player they can and otani is the best player you can sign so yeah i don't know yeah 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 I mean, I don't I don't think it's that bold. The only reason I think it's bold is because you got Xander, um, Manny, Fernando, all uh, you know, all those guys locked up for multiple years. Hopefully Manny opts in or gets extended, you know, whatever it is, because I would I would hate to lose Manny. Um, and then you want you definitely want to extend Soto for sure. You got to pair. You got to try and pair those four, the core four together for as long as possible. Now, with that being said, you can't really rule out AJ not trying to get Shohei Otani. I mean, he, he he's it seems like he's always wanted Shohei. Now, I, I do think Shohei will end up being a Dodger or a Yankee. Maybe not a Yankee. I'm really just saying I really think he's going to end up being a Dodger. But, I mean, I don't really care if he ends up being a Dodger. I just I, I know the Padres are going to be in it, man. I know they're going to try and get him. It's always been look. If it's for the right player, yeah, you can go spend that money. That's how that's how the parties have operated these past few years. If it's for the right player, go ahead, pass the luxury tax, get the guy. Yeah, he he really does. He does bring a billion. If you have Shohei Otani, Hassan Kim, if he doesn't get traded, and you Darvish in the same and, and if you Darvish doesn't leave. If you have all three of them in the same market, you might be the most popular team in baseball because of the because of the fan base that comes over from from where they are from. Um, but yeah, you hey, not really to mention not to mention for Fernando and Manny. Yeah, Fernando and Manny, they're two. Well, I mean, Manny's one of the most hated players probably in baseball, but Fernando's super cool. Everybody loves Manny. Every love everybody. Yeah, man, maybe not anymore. Everybody <laughs> loves Fernando. <laughs> maybe not anymore. But everybody loves love Fernando at one point. Um. Dude, you have one of the coolest teams in all of baseball. Do I think he's going to be a Dodger? Yeah, but why not just talk a little bit about what's really not that unrealistic, which is we're at least going to try. We're at least going to try. Why wouldn't you? Every team's probably going to – maybe not every team. You can probably count out the A's. You can probably count out the Indians. But almost every team is going to try because he's the best player in baseball. He's one of the – he's arguably one of the greatest players of all time already. Top five, top ten, whatever it is. Um, so I'm super interested in, in, in next offseason, man. That's gonna be such a fun one. I mean, Otani watch, you can sign me up for that, man. That, that's gonna be super fun. Um, yeah, man, that that's cool. Yeah, that'll be dude, that'll be crazy. Uh, one of my one of my good friends is an Angels fan, so we'll have to bring him on and talk about what he thinks is gonna happen with him because he like knows a lot more. Like he's very locked in, of course, on o- on Otani and what's gonna happen to him. Sure, yeah. Um, I I couldn't see him returning. I, I couldn't know. I couldn't see him returning to the Angels at least. Um. Okay. Final thing. People brought this up earlier. I already said final thing once, but one more thing. Hassan <laughs> Kim to the Dodgers. Guys, that is not going to happen. Yeah, that makes on. no We're... sense. I, I the daughters think... might want him. They're not getting him. Yeah, I, I, I really think it's official. Like, they, they legit might consider us rivals now. So they probably know, like, look, we're not trading to you. We're not trying to make you guys any better. Um, 
So uh, no, I don't think I saw that article too. I don't even think it's like some sort of like I don't think it's any sort of rumor or you know uh, what what's the word I'm looking for or any like sort of talks or anything like that. It's just something that the Dodgers, what was it, Dodgers Nation? I forgot the article that wrote it. It's just something they proposed because they're saying like, look. Flat, you do owe us lunch, bro. Now that I remember correctly, you definitely owe us lunch. I, I want to say it was a beer too. Um, but they're just saying what that article was saying was there's always one team. No team wants to get fleeced right now in terms of no team wants to set the trade market. Whether it be too low, too high, no team wants to set the trade market. That's kind of what's holding up the trade market right now. But there's always one team that usually sets the trademark. Not always, but at least tries to set the trademark, and it is the freaking Padres. So they're saying if there's one team that's going to set the trademark and kind of because the Dodgers want to make trades, everybody's saying, look, the Dodgers, yeah, they might want to stay stagnant, but they're at least going to try and look to make their team better through through the trademark. But the Dodgers don't want to make the first deal. So they're saying if there's going to be a team to do it, it's going to be the Padres because they got Trade pieces with Hassan Kim, Trent Grisham. Um, you know, we got multiple trade pieces. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, actually, one thing. Let's uh one thing before we go. I don't know if you know, I don't know how many of you guys listen to Ben and Woods, but they brought up a very they had a good poll yesterday. Um, props to them. Cause you know, I don't want to steal their steal their mojo or anything, but they had a very good poll yesterday, and it was if you could pick one guy out of the core four, being Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, and Juan Soto, you could pick one of them to have a guaranteed MVP-type season, whether it be MVP finish or um, or top three. You could pick one of them to have an MVP-type finish, and the other ones you just take your chances with, knowing their abilities that they already have. Who are you picking and why? That's an easy one. I, I'm 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 picking Fernando. Yes. Yeah. Because look, and 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 I feel like the right approach here, if if Fernando wasn't turned into a villain and and all that, the right approach would be to do Xander because you're probably getting a six seven war season out of Fernando, at least a five plus out of both. I mean, shoot, Juan Soto, you're probably getting another six seven war also. Manny Machado, you're probably getting six also. Um. But Xander, because he's probably the worst one out of the four, so why wouldn't you want to get the best out of him? And you already know what you're gonna get out of the other four. Um, but dude, Fernando was just turned into—I feel like he went from the face of baseball to quite possibly one of the—he's uh, batting, battling probably the biggest adversity he's ever gonna face, it, it, unless he gets busted again. But he's facing probably the biggest adversity he's ever gonna face, coming off multiple surgeries. A motorcycle accident, lying to his team, um, so 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 many things to where people have kind of villainized him. So, what better way to get into the good graces than having a, an MVP type season, you know? Um, so my pick for sure would be Fernando. I mean, that also essentially guarantees that you're getting probably 130, 140 plus games out of him. So, I would probably can you say, get that many? If, if you're gonna have an MVP type season, yeah, you're gonna have to. Um, but well, how yeah. many is he out for? Is it 17? 20. Oh, okay. 
So you can realistically get 142, but more likely to get like 130, 135 if he's fully healthy. Um, yeah, I, I would have to go with Fernando and just take take my chances with Xander. Yeah, I think it would be Fernando, Xander, Manny Soto. I, I mean, put, I would be I, happy if any of them had an MVP caliber season, but like, yeah. that's ideal. Exactly. And, and, and see me, I would probably go Fernando, Xander, Soto, Manny, because Soto, when he finished second in the MVP voting right in front of Fernando, dude, that season was freaking stupid what he did. And it didn't go noticed because he was on the Nationals. But yeah, that would be my order. And I just thought it's it's a really cool discussion to have because like those four are going to be your your ticket to success realistically. I mean, yeah, Jake Cronenworth is going to be Jake Cronenworth, Hassan Kim, you already know. But if those four can all produce at the level that we expect them to produce, this is going to be a top five lineup in all in all of baseball. But that's a that's a really fun discussion to have. So I thought I'd yeah. bring it. Also, I don't know, I don't know if you guys saw, but we post we tweeted this out. We also had I mean we talked oh we talked about it last time, but we basically made our lists like we did a top five lineup list, and I we like averaged them out right like you gave five points for first you know one point for fifth like that, and the Padres were actually our number one lineup even though none of us picked the Padres at number one yeah. which I thought was funny, yeah. um, but yeah I mean they're gonna be even higher than that. And the other thing is, like, I don't know if – I don't know statistically how high they'll be because Petco, like, just absolutely drains them. But it's one of those things, like, if they are – if you look at their their team and you're like, oh, well, they're not super high in terms of a lineup, but, like, they win 100 games, guess what? That means that lineup was so raw because you were outscoring people by so much at Petco. That's what that means. Yeah. So I feel like they, it's kind of different because, like, yeah, like, the Yankees might have better numbers than them, but, like, they could still be a better – team offensively if that makes sense right like mm-hmm. yeah. just the way that the parks the dynamic there and we talk about it all the time especially with like cincinnati new york you know there's a few stadiums like that where it's like it's a lot different hitting there than it is at petco or one of these larger stadiums so mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know i don't have i don't have anything else anything else you're thinking of i also did see that most people said tatis as well a couple yeah, sodas right. a couple other ones that's a good pick guys um but no um have a good night All right, guys. We'll see you all on Monday. Have a great night. Have a good weekend, too. See you all.